This is M.I.P. With Masamela Mafumo. Mark Thompson. Get woke. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Folks, as schools are reopening, we would do well to speak with our good friend, the Secretary of Education, Miguel Cardona, joining us from Washington, D.C. Mr. Secretary, how are you? I'm doing great. Uh, back to school time. This is like uh, like the Super Bowl for us educators. You know, we feel good. Another year of opportunities, possibilities, uh, another year of progress for our students. We're in a better place now, Reverend, than we have been in the last several years. And uh, I'm excited about the school year. As a former school teacher myself, uh, there's the checklist at the beginning of the school year. You want to get everything straight, right. get your classroom straight. What's the checklist like for you as a secretary and for the department as you as schools reopen? Provide some debt relief. Check. Provide one hundred thirty billion dollars to reopen our schools. Check. Put a focus on addressing inequities in our country and being bold about saying we need to do better. Check. Look, right now, our students, we know the last couple of years have been tough. My focus for this year is to raise the bar in education across the country. That means we're going to catch up our students. We're going to lift up our teachers. We're going to rise up above the division and we're going to partner up with parents. Um, the expectations this year is that we exceed 2020, that our kids get a better experience. They feel welcome. They feel seen. They feel heard. Um, and they feel supported academically as well as emotionally. Uh, you mentioned to student debt. We talked about that last time we talked and you were in the midst of negotiations with the White House trying to work that out. Uh, that was a big deal to get that done, was it not? It was a big deal. But you know what? The president, look, he campaigned on $10,000 of debt relief. He ended up with 20 for students who are Pell recipients. And, you know, uh, uh, black borrowers are twice as likely to be Pell recipients. So. This president is delivering around equity. And, you know, what we learned recently is no surprise to us, but it's very alarming that the NAEP data showed there was a drop in academic performance across the country. So that's why we're really thrilled that this president actually did something when he came in, passed the American Rescue Plan, and is pushing forward an equity agenda that makes sure that we're addressing the impact of the pandemic and the fact that it was disproportionately affecting black and brown students. So we're asking folks, use it, uh, American Rescue Plan dollars, the way we've uh, instructed from the beginning to address inequities, to make sure students have tutoring, after-school programs, um, mentorship, make sure we're pre uh, preparing our teachers and giving them the support that they need. Because if we support our teachers, we're supporting our students. So, you know, we're focused on that, raising the bar, making sure that our schools have what they need and, and holding folks accountable if they're not doing it. I noticed just a little while ago you posted something with the uh, Secretary of Labor, um, uh, Marty. Well, you know, when he comes on the show, we get into it because he's a Red Sox and I'm a Yankee. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> cool. We work through it. Um, but but there's is there is there a teacher shortage? There is a teacher shortage. But look, if we're serious about addressing the teacher shortage issue, 
we must address the teacher respect issue. Okay, look, in communities that serve predominantly black or brown students, teachers are not even making the same salary. So for me, it's about the ABCs of teaching. We got to provide teacher agency, better working conditions, and competitive salaries. Did you know, Reverend, that teachers are, on average, making 33% less than other college graduates? We have teachers working Uber on the weekends to make ends meet, and there's they're responsible for shaping the future of our country. We, we, we've got to do better. We got to do better. And the American Rescue Plan dollars are there for that. But we're pushing states to make sure that they're using it to address the teacher shortage area in short term and long term solutions. So Marty and I worked on a, like a joint letter. We really want to make apprenticeships uh, a pathway for teachers. So we're going to be pushing that. Tennessee's doing it really well. We want to see it in all 50 states. And we're going to help make that happen. No, that that is important. And folks, uh, only a former teacher, a former school system individual knows the importance of teachers. Teachers are on the front line. That's right. As I just alluded to, those of you who are teachers know, we talk about this all the time with our good friend Randy Weingarten. Teachers don't make a lot of money. Yet inevitably, as a teacher, a lot of what a lot of the resources in the classroom, teachers end up uh, just by they don't have to. But it's just a natural thing for a teacher to spend money out of their own pockets to set up that classroom in the beginning of the year. So if you're talking about making 30% less than other professions where they have college degrees and you're spending your own money to establish your classroom. Yeah, we've got to do something um, about respect for teachers. Um, quickly, two quick things. Have you, I was on a, a panel last night and the media is not, Fox News isn't talking about CRT as much as it was, but still what's not being covered a lot of assault on the, the proper history books and, and textbooks in the classrooms. Does your agency, have you all weighed in on that or is that something you can weigh on? I know a lot of things, a lot of these issues at the local level, yeah. but, but, but are, had to weigh yeah. in. look, I'm going to talk to you as a father. I'm going to talk to you as an educator, lifelong educator. Now the federal government doesn't really have a role in curriculum, but that doesn't mean that I can share that as an educator, as a Latino father, yes, I'm going to engage my kids more if they see themselves in their textbooks, if they learn their history, their contribution to this country. You know, we need to engage our students meaningfully, and that means we need to use curriculum as, uh, as um, Dr. Rudin Sims Bishop uh, called it. It's, it's windows, uh, sliding glass doors, and mirrors, right? It's a window into another culture. It's a mirror so you can see yourself in the books. And the sliding glass door, it gives you an opportunity through your literature, through your books, to go into another culture, to, to learn about other people. Don't we want our students to be successful internationally? Don't we? Like, what makes this country beautiful is its diversity. That's an asset. And unfortunately, across the country, some are looking at that as an issue. But that's why, look, when this president took over, um, there was a change. There was a... Uh, American Rescue Plan, there was a focus on education. And before my predecessor quit, there was nothing. You know, I was a commissioner. I didn't get much. So where we're, these NAEP data is a reflection of not only a pandemic, but negligence prior to the Biden-Harris administration. We're on the track to recover it. We're going to raise the bar in education. And we want families to know that we're addressing inequities. We see them and we're going to address them head on. We're not going to run away from them or, or act like they don't exist. They've been getting worse. We're going to make them better. It's always good to talk to you, man. Good to talk. I'm, I'm on your side, Yankees. 
And that's what I'm saying, man. Talk I don't know what he's talking about. Well, I have to talk to him. I'll talk to him. <laughs> I'll, I'll... We'll gang up on Marty one day. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. All right, take care. Bye. Folks, as schools are reopening, we know that our dear friend from the American Federation of Teachers is on the front line, and other than the AFT president, Randy Weingarten. Randy, how are you and, and, and where are you today? So, Mark, I am in um, uh, Ypsilanti, Michigan right now. Um, I will be coming back home to New York for the uh, Labor Day parade um, tomorrow. Um, but I've been, you know, I'm doing um, the work of Walk on the Walk um, with um, uh, students and parents and my members in terms of, you know, reopening the schools. And today we're truly welcome to walk because the Eastern Michigan University, which is one of our affiliates, uh, the administration for reasons I have no idea decided that they were going to try to use this negotiation to bankrupt, um, their faculty by, um, coming up with an outrageous, um, increase in the cost of healthcare. So that's why the faculty is on strike here. And this is faculty at school that was one of the first normal schools, one of the first education preparation schools in America. So that's where I am today. Yeah. And, and of course, of course you're there. We would expect you to be there. Uh, good luck to all those on, on, on the, the picket line. And uh, is there any indication that the strike is going to have a, an effect and turn this around? Yes. I mean, I'm very, you know, you, you, because, and we're about to cross the picket line. So you're going to hear a lot of honking right now as mm -hmm. we just honk the past the picket line right now. Um, I don't know if you can hear the honking. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, because we just, you know, we're, they're going back to the bargaining table today. And, you know, I, you know, I'm cautiously optimistic, but that's because, you know, we, we just had had a new historic fit, um, affiliation with AUP across the country. And so lots of colleges here. Can you know it? I can hear it. Hey, Olympic now. So. Yeah. Lots of um, colleges and university faculty have now joined the AFT. Um, we got about 40,000 new members. Mm. from faculty all across the country because in our very investment issues um, and, and the disinvestment in colleges and universities um, have been seen by students and faculty uh, for years. I mean, you see this in the student debt fight and in the reason why Joe Biden had to um, uh, cancel student debt, you know, before the pause for student loan payments were, was lifted. There's an affordability crisis in terms of higher education, but this strike is about that should not be borne by the people who actually teach children and teach young adults. And that's what the um, administration of Eastern Michigan University is trying to do. And so what you have here as we're doing start of school is, you know, you have lots of challenges in the pre-K through higher education universe. 
because of the politics, because of, you know, the long-term disinvestment, and also because of the effects of COVID. So all of these things kind of are coming together to be the perfect storm at the beginning of the school year. And as you can see um, from, you know, what's happening in New York City, as well as other places, teachers are basically doing what teachers do. They roll up their sleeves. They MacGyver their way out of everything. They problem solve out of everything. They actually try to make a difference in the lives of children. Now, what AFT has also done, speaking of um, school reopenings around the country, uh, elementary, secondary, what have you, uh, you all have come up with a campaign, What Kids and Communities Need. Talk to us a little bit about that and, and how that's going. So, you know, I announced this campaign this summer um, to our, you know, our convention. We had an in-person convention. We actually had over 3,000 delegates there. Um, and, and I'll say that because, well, what, what, you know, when I become people understand that being in person, at least in my universe, people understand that being in person is the best and the most important. It's how relationships get built. It's how you actually um, move um, to an understanding and tolerance and um, create great, you know, imagination and ingenuity when you're doing this work in person. Painters paint in person on canvas. So it's the kind of things that, 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 that people understand. And we now have the tools you know, COVID is going to be with us, but we have the tools to deal with COVID. We have the vaccines. We have other things. And so we talked this summer about what this school year is going to be like. And, and, and this school year is really about a focus on helping young adults, helping kids, helping families recover and thrive. It doesn't mean that there's no problems. We have teacher shortages throughout the country. We have, as, as, as you just saw in New York, this huge fight, decades in the making, to try to lower class size in New York City. So New York City students have the same kind of conditions that they have in the rest of the state. And, and, you know, and, and that's been a fight for decades. And, 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 and that's a fight about focusing on helping kids thrive. Um, we have fights about ventilation in lots of places, in, in Baltimore, in, in Philadelphia. You know, we have outmoded ventilation systems. You don't have air conditioning. So when climate change has produced 90 degree days in August and September, how do kids learn in that? How do kids learn when it's freezing in the winter and you don't have a good eating system? So there are problems everywhere. Teachers are still taking money out of their pockets. They still have salaries that are about 20, 25% below you know, basically um, what a teacher could get in in the private sector or in non-teaching jobs. I say that to say educators across the country know that despite those problems, we are going to focus on helping beat the moment of helping kids recover. So we're focused on the basics. We're focused on reading. We're focused on ensuring that kids have the mental health supports in schools to create a welcoming and safe environment for them to enjoy um, academics, for them to um, feel like 
you know, that they can seize their futures. We're trying to introduce more and more practical skills and lots of different options, including career tech ed. And, and, that's, and that's what we're trying to do, conditions for teaching and learning to create a joy in a welcoming and safe environment with focusing on the basics. That's our campaign. What do we do about the teacher shortages? Well, there's a few things we do. The first thing that doesn't cost a cent is R-E-S-P-E-C-T. And so the opposite is being done in places like Texas and Florida, where um, these, um, these governors, for political reasons, are smearing and, and shaming teachers. How dare DeSantis calls a teacher, Governor DeSantis says, oh, well, I know teachers are trying to, um, to, to convince children to change their sexes. That's demagogic. That's defamation. How teachers want to make a difference in the lives of kids. So when I say respect, these politics that smears people because they're trying to divide parents from teachers in order to get some votes, that, if we change that, that would be huge because teachers want to make a difference in the lives of kids. And that kind of politics does not belong in the classroom. What are they trying to do? They're trying to chill. They're trying to stop us from meeting the needs of kids, from, 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 from lifting up diversity, from teaching honest history. They're trying to stop us from doing that. So that's number one in terms of what has made the teaching shortage worse. We've always had a teaching shortage. You know, we have 300,000 people who leave every year, two-thirds of whom before retirement. So that's number one. Number two, teachers are paid about 25% less than, you know, than, than they could get in a hot labor market for the same um, skills and knowledge. So we have to keep teachers. That means we have to pay them more. And we have to have these grow-your-own programs. So we take people from communities who, who want to make a difference in the lives of kids and we help them go through college and we help them like, like we don't in terms of a lot of programs in New York City and in Baltimore and places like that. And the last thing we do is teachers' working conditions or kids' learning conditions. So when you lower client size or when you wrap services around the school, like mental health supports, like community schools, then what's happening is that teachers have the support and kids have the conditions that they need for teachers to actually be effective in the classroom. Very important. I know you're running last. I just do want to acknowledge that one of the initiatives that AFT is involved in is uh, the campaign to uh, giving away 2 million right. books. Books, exactly. Right? So let me, yeah. So let me talk about, thank you, Mark, for raising that. Let me talk about that for a second. So you got these, the, the again, it's the extremists. It's the MAGA crowd. It's the same crowd. The same crowd that are demonizing teachers and trying to um, to basically um, undermine or destroy public schooling as we know it, this, that that same crowd that's trying not to enable us to do to teach critical thinking, to teach kids how to um, you know how to think. We don't teach kids what to think. We teach kids how to think. That same crowd is the crowd that's banning books. So what we're trying to do 
And we started this not as not because they were banning books, but we started this by saying, what's the single most important thing we can do to help kids enjoy school or feel like school is important? What's the single most important skill that we can help kids learn? And that's reading. Because if kids love reading, they learn how to read, they um, then, then use reading in their lifetime, if they feel a joy of reading, that's going to be a skill for a lifetime and it's a skill that's indispensable. So we said, let's give kids books. Let's, let's make sure books that have a shared experience where kids see themselves in the books, like, you know, having books of, you know, uh, about astronauts, having books about, you know, uh, a, a child like Ruby Bridges and what happened to her in going to school, having books that have young African-American kids as the subject of the book and their stories, having kids you know, you know, kids who are young girls and their stories. And so we said, we're going to give out books to promote the love of reading. And it's called Reading Opens the World. And we have already given out 750,000 books to kids in communities across the country. And we said, we're going to find the money after we do a million to get to two million. So as the underside is banning books and trying to stop kids from having knowledge, we're trying to give books out and trying to promote the joy of learning and the joy of reading. And when you see a child and their families picking books out from a, you know, selection of books at a cafeteria table or a book fair or things like that, the joy, the sparkle in a child's eyes, in a parent's eyes, the, you know, taking the band and putting his big books as the, the, the family likes in that bag. It's just joyous. Indeed. And, and very- Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Important that you're doing, and as Randy Weingarten alluded to, folks, it's, it, we may not see this on the news every day in, anymore, but the, there is still an ongoing assault 
against education, uh, against his objective historical education, against CRT and against books. It may not, may not be in the mainstream media every day, but it's ongoing and AFT is there to meet the fight with this campaign. AFT.org. Randy, I know you're traveling. Be safe. Safe travels to you. Thank you for joining us and we'll join you again soon on the front line. Thank you. I so appreciate you, Mark, and thank you for always making the righteous fight. Thank you. Thank you. This is my union, folks, AFT, American Federation of Teachers. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. As always, perform an act of kindness on behalf of an elder or young person. Write a letter to a sister or brother who just so happens to find her or himself incarcerated. Offer libations to the ancestors upon whose sturdy shoulders we all now stand. And above all, give thanks to the God of your understanding by whatever name you call her and him. All God asks of us is that we give each other love. Thanks for giving MIP love. And please remember to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been made plain.